we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. We're going to get into this message. I'm not going to keep you long because I know this is family day. Y'all got to spend time with your family. Amen. I'll keep you as long as I have to. Amen. As long as the message requires. Amen. <laughs> but I thank God for you coming. And I know the overflow. Well, I, you know, this week we are working on. So when you come next week, overflow. I'm talking to the overflow. I'm the pastor. I can do this. What? So overflow. So next week, we're knocking this wall out right here. We're going to turn your chairs around and y'all will be a part of the service. Get y'all some speakers in here and and um, some um, TVs, whatever, but we're going to knock this wall out, so we're going to bring y'all into the sanctuary, okay? All right. Boy, it's a lot of folks in here. All right. Last Sunday, this is the last one. Okay. Hey, y'all still here? Okay, okay, okay. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, amen. Thank God for, look at somebody say, thank God for you. you. Amen. You stepped over foolishness to be at ABC. Thank God for you. Amen. Because I'm going with what the word says. I'm going with the word. Somebody sent me something else. Oh, three days of darkness is coming. And it's going to be so black. The dark is going to be so black. It's going to have a personality. And if you go out in it, you're going to die. That's the current prophecy online. So people send it to me for me to check it. What do you think? Like, what do you? They tried to use scripture. The darkness in Egypt, which don't have nothing to do with now. And then the day of the Lord in Matthew 24. They said that the sun is going to, and the moon. Don't you know that's the entrance of the king? So you predicting the coming of the Lord Jesus? Who is this man? Who are you? You predicting the coming of... I mean, they gave a date and everything. (laughs) But that don't make sense. If no man know the day or the hour, and Jesus said, only my father knows, then how you know? And putting it on the internet. And got some folks scared. Scared of three days of darkness. I'm not scared if it happens. I'm just going to sit in the house for three. You can't sit in the house for three days. Boy, you catch up on all kind of sleep for three days. That would be a great break from all of the turmoil and tribulation. God giving us three days of rest and slumber. Ain't no light nowhere to wake me up. Clock don't work. No alarm. Nothing. Phone's off. Everything, man, that might be good. We might need to pray for that to happen. That might bless everybody, especially you with infants. Your baby, oh, you just sleep, rest. That ain't no punishment. God is sick of the sins and sick of this and that. Yes, he's been sick of it. And and you know how he's going to handle it? Jesus is coming back. He's giving men a space to repent. Quit condemning folks. Man, you better leave a space for folks to repent. If God himself is... Why is my mic doing that? You messing up my hoop. I'm about to hoop. If God is giving us a space to repent, and giving people a space to repent? Mike. That ain't the devil. That's called name. That's the monitors. The monitors are too loud. But if God is giving us a space to repent, then we have to give our brothers a space to repent. Amen. Quit talking about, oh, if they got the shot, 
They got the mark of the beast. It's not the mark of the beast. And when you do that, you condemning people to hell. Because the Bible said whoever received that mark is lost forever. They can't be saved. So you walking around saying that some folks you know can't be saved? You know how I know grace is still here? Because I'm here. I deserve death. I deserve the death penalty. I deserve hell. But grace is going to save me and set me free. And the Bible says the same mercy you extend is the mercy you're going to have. Listen to the folks on the internet don't even talk to human beings. That's the problem. They don't see people. They don't see souls. All they see is ones and zeros all day on the internet just talking with no concern for anybody. That's why God never did. He never had no internet back then. That would have messed the Bible up. It was about your fellow man. It was about brethren getting along, loving one another. That's what the first church was built for. Fellowship. So that we can know one another, love one another as Christ loves us. So I'm not listening to nobody don't come from behind the computer. You ain't no real human feelings. You can't express emotions. So yeah, you can condemn a whole group of folks to hell. I know folks got this shot. I'm praying for them. I'm not giving up on folks that I can see that are in my family that I love because they had a moment of weakness you ain't had no moment of weakness you haven't done something dumb before you haven't fallen before folks don't know if they don't know it's up to me to preach and teach them not condemn them folks don't know the bible they're not theologically sound that's why they scattered everybody and got them out of churches from under leadership so they can be vulnerable to anything they see and hear they're scattered sheep and God still loves them and cares about them just like he loved you when you were scattered yeah you had a scattered moment since you've been saved don't you even front don't act like you've been living perfect so you can't condemn nobody because they you gonna celebrate the resurrection of Jesus if some of the folks can't access it it's not how it works shot is not no mark of the beast quit saying that wait till after I leave to say that hopefully you be gone too amen Oh, but see now, Pastor, that's the rapture. Look, y'all, the word rapture is not in the Bible, but a description of a rapture definitely is. Jesus coming and calling us up and the dead in Christ rising and then we that remain are caught up. That's called a rapture. Now, it may not happen the way Tim LaHaye said it, left behind or whoever said it. I don't know because I ain't read the book, but it's going to happen the way the bible says it so don't get don't don't start that semantics and linguistics argument with me well rapture's not in the bible whole lot of stuff not in the smoking weed ain't in the bible you still ain't supposed to be doing that folk don't know they just don't know theology they don't know the word they think they know think they know and then the ones that do know the word are using it as a weapon to hurt people because they are upset. You better be careful with this stuff. Can I preach in here today? I know I ain't got to slide one. Final hour power six. Adamantbeliever.com forward slash final hour power six. Look at somebody say resurrection power. Amen. Ooh, I'm tired already. Well, this is a short message. <laughs> Can't be short because I already used 20 minutes. 
with the introduction. Final Hour Power 6.pdf. Amen. So, Jesus died to pay the penalty of our sins. How many of you know that? His payment is sufficient. Y'all know what sufficient means? It's adequate. Sufficient. It's enough. There's nothing after his payment. So if you're trying to obey and live the law, you're wasting your time. Because that's been paid. And he summed all of the whole law up with love your neighbor as yourself. It's so funny that the ones that preach the law hate their neighbor. The ones that preach Sabbath can't find them on Saturday. They preach the law. Oh, you can't get a fade. Can't cut the corners of your beard. So you just got to grow wild. They teach the law, but they hate white folks. Are white people your neighbor? Amen. Look at the white folks in here and say, you my neighbor. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Hug him. Yes, sir. That's my man back there. Yes. Yeah. You my neighbor. Amen. Mexicans too. All of you. Y'all my neighbor. Amen. It's just so many shades and colors in here. Like, how could you discriminate? Just a, got a German in here. Full. I mean, fluent. I'm blaming her for what Hitler did. That's not fair. Jesus died to pay the penalty of our sins. His payment is sufficient in paying the price for our past and what? Future transgressions. You don't hear a lot of preachers saying that because they act like you're not going to need any more grace. No, I need it to go backwards and forwards. I need his grace to meet me. Past and future transgression 2nd Corinthians 12 and 9 and he said unto me my grace is sufficient for thee for my strength is made what perfect in weakness most gladly therefore I would rather glory in my infirmities that what what rests upon me the power of Christ and because this is Paul he's talking about the resurrection power of Christ resting on him Why does it have to be the resurrection power? Because we need power over dead stuff. The very foundation of Christianity is forgiveness, mercy, and grace. Amen. That's why some folks, you just don't qualify. Because the foundation of it. You can't walk around with a grudge hating somebody and call yourself a Christian. You can't walk around feeling some kind of way about folks. Your brother, not loving your brother, saying that you love God. In order to truly be in Christ, we must be able to what? Forgive, forsake our personal vendettas. What's a personal vendetta? You planning to get somebody back. And it don't even have to be you getting them back. You planning to show them something. I'll show them. When my kids finish college, they'll see that my kids are good kids. Yeah, using stuff. Huh, you know, my new job uploaded on Facebook, y'all, my new job, and I'm making $80,000 a year. Praise God. That ain't nobody's business. Why are you putting them at your house costs on Facebook? that's a personal vendetta you're directing that to somebody because they said that you'd never do something and now you're trying to prove yourself that's a personal vendetta Christians don't do that we don't have those because anything God gave us he blessed us with anyway we can't take the credit for it so ain't no need of us posting pictures of it and showing everybody if we can't take credit for it 
because the Lord giveth and the Lord does what? He taketh away. So just as fast as you got it, it can be gone. Watch your likes and view count go down because you can't floss. So you got to forgive and forsake personal vendettas and give the very grace that we need for ourselves. You have to give that. What you need for yourself. Matthew 5 and 7. Blessed are the merciful for what's going to happen to them? They shall what? Obtain mercy. If you're not merciful, you will not obtain mercy. Because of trauma, pain, and entitlement, many today hate Christianity. They want Christianity over. Let's end it. They cannot let go of what happened to them, so they forfeit the resurrection power of Christ to redeem them. Just because you can't let go of what happened, you, for, you, you forfeit the resurrection power of Christ. You can't be saved because you can't let go of something. Mark 11 and 26, but if ye do not forgive, neither will your father which is in heaven forgive your trespasses. Y'all, that's a scripture. And that's Jesus talking. Now, he may be a different person of the Trinity, but he's with them. So if anybody knows the father, he said, if you've seen me, you what? Seen the father. So he know what the father's thinking. So he's letting you know, uh-uh. You know, I love that, that relationship with the sons or whatever. Like you could be talking to Landon and he'll never get it wrong. Asking about me. And he'll say, nah, my dad ain't going to do, nah, he ain't going to like that. Nah, he don't want that. He could go down the list and he will never get it wrong because he knows his father. Am I telling the truth? He know. He know. He would tell. Uh, no, no. That's why he's in my office. That's why he works for me because he knows. That's the relationship. The same relationship with Jesus. He knows. So he's talking to those that won't forgive. Look, I know. I know my father now. I know him now. I done been. I done been with him since the beginning. So I know how he thinks. If you don't forgive, he's not going to forgive you. Amen. The power of the resurrection changes us completely. We are not just saved from our sins, but we are also risen from the dead works that once enslaved us. Remember when you got saved, certain things you didn't want to do no more. And, and, and you know, you can say or attribute it to the desire left you, but it wasn't really that the desire left you, that desire was replaced. Hmm. Yeah. Delight yourself in me and I'll give you the what? Desires of your heart. Meaning he put a different desire in there. So it wasn't like you didn't want the cigarette no more. Just the loss of oh, the nicotine. I just, when I smell it, I just, no, no, no. You're disgusted by it now because a different desire came up on you. Now you're concerned about how God feels about what you're doing. See, before you could do it, you could just do it and look at it and be involved in whatever it is. And it never bothered you. So you didn't have to repent. Oh, no, no. I'm just a sinner. Church, pray for me. I'm just a raggedy jive turkey. But then when you got saved, it changed. Now I'm concerned about what God or how he's going to feel about this. And if I want to be blessed by him and loved by him, I need to do the right thing here. Amen. You could look at the wrong websites. You know them websites at night when your computer's supposed to be off. You know, computers just need to be off at a certain time. It could be Instagram now and Twitter now. You know, social media. It's just a certain time, it just need to be off. But you used to could look at them pages and sleep like a baby. Now you look at them pages, you up for a week. Why can't you not sleep? Because <laughs> the Spirit of the Lord won't let you sleep. Bruh, don't do that no more. You need to get some help with it. You need to come out of this. 
You're convicted. There's a conviction there. So something changed. You're no longer enslaved. Can I preach in here? Colossians 3 and 1. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are what? Above. Where Christ sitteth on the right hand of who? How is he sitting on the right hand of God if they're the same person? Y'all just don't make no sense. When Stephen was stoned, didn't the Bible say Jesus stood up next to God? What is happening up there? Why can't you just believe the scripture? And when I go to heaven, I want to meet them all. I don't care how many it is. The more the merry. I hope it's... I hope it just never ends. I want to just keep meeting folks. Some of you can't go to heaven because you don't want to meet folks now. I mean, soon as church is over. Amen. You sitting in the car. Everybody fellowshipping. Everybody out here fellowshipping. You sitting in the car. We turn the hourglass over on folks that sit in the car. You ain't going to be here long. You're just not. You're going to have to find something wrong with me so that you can leave. Just sit. People fellowshipping, shaking their head. Hey, brother. Did somebody come up to your car? Hey, I was looking for you. Oh, hey. Yeah, how you doing? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Why are you in the car? Man, you don't need to be in a fellowship. Jesus rose with how much power? How much is all? All. Jesus rose with all power. You know, the most powerful superhero I think I've seen is Thanos. After he got all six of the seven. How many was it? The five stones. It's five? Oh, that's so demonic. Just mocking David with the gauntlet and the stones. He, so I guess he's the most powerful in the Marvel universe. But the DC universe, you know, I mean, I ain't finna get into all that. Landon looking at me. You know, we got these ge- ge- geeks in here. Now, wait a minute, Daddy. <laughs> that, ain't, that, that ain't true. <laughs> but he the most powerful I've seen, the big purple dude. I mean, because he like killed, you know, he was the Bill Gates on that show. If you listen to him talk in that Marvel movie, he's saying everything that Bill Gates said. Everything. Got to cleanse the the earth. It's too many people. He was even talking about his home planet and said, see, once I did it, I didn't allow certain ones to die. We kept too many people. And now look at the planet. It's tore up and raggedy. So he instituted population control. And killed off how much? Half of the world's population. Yeah. But Thanos don't have the power that Jesus rose with. Jesus rose with, and see, all Thanos' power is a human's imagination. That's as much as we can think of. Can you imagine seeing power that we can't even think of? What is that going to look like? No, he don't need no stones. He is the stone. He said, I am the chief cornerstone. Why use these movies and preach this gospel? The stone that the builders rejected. He's the stone Thanos didn't want on his gauntlet. But Jesus rose with all power. This means that he rose from the dead to bring the heavenly realm back to earth. Matthew 28 and 18. And Jesus came and spake unto them saying, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. In the garden, man severed his connection with that realm and was separated from the power of God. So basically the power of God was open to mankind. When God created man in the garden. 
Now the power can reside in the earth through us again. So instead of there being an opening or another dimension that is accessible, physically accessible like Eden was, now it's spiritually accessible and it's within us. Look at somebody say Eden is in you. Eden is in you. So the ability to access the realm where God is, is back again because of the power that Jesus received during the resurrection. That's all power. If all power was given in him and he said he gave it to us, then we have power to access that realm again. It can reside in us and we can walk in the earth with, uh, we can walk in the world without being what? Of the world. Ephesians 3 and 20. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we can. So what I'm telling you now, you can't understand. Because it's above what you can ask or think. He already did more than you can ever even imagine. By giving you that power to access his realm and understand something. This is why the fight is fixed. That's why I don't worry about Bill Gates. I don't worry about the elite. I don't worry about the new world order. I don't worry about none of them. You know why? Because they're trying to find what we have. They digging, archaeologists digging in the ground. They trying to find the angels. They trying to find the books of Solomon. They trying to find Nimrod's plan. They trying to do all of that and Jesus already did it for us. He's already given it to us. They're trying to figure out, how can I have that power that Jesus rose with? I know you can believe on him, confess him as your Lord and Savior, and you can receive it. Because I know, look at somebody say, I know I have it. And it works for me. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the what? According to the what? Power that worketh in us. The power of the resurrection is the power to restore what was lost or messed up. We all, woo! Look at somebody and say, we. we. Oh, if you could have seen me before the power did its work on me, you'd have some stories. You'd have plenty of gossip. Oh, your lips would be bleeding with stuff to talk about because it took a mighty work. Amen. To straighten me up. It took a mighty work. Amen. And to get it out my heart. To deliver me from all the daddy issues, father issues, earthly issues, molestation issues, all the stuff that I went through. It took a work. But I didn't have to do the work. It took the work on Calvary. It took resurrection power to destroy the dead works and bring what was dead alive. So the power of the resurrection is the power to restore what was lost or messed up. We all have lost things because of our disobedience and messed up things because of our sinfulness. Amen. Anybody in here never been sinful before? That's why you in here. You in here. Amen. You in it because you know stuff about yourself nobody knows. You want the blood to be real thick in that area. I need the sea to be deep. A fishing pole can't get down to the bottom of that seat. Don't you send no scuba diver. Nobody get down to that seat. I need that to be down on the sea floor. Put that in the hollow earth. That needs to be in another dimension. Yeah, but things we messed up because of our sinfulness. We've all had them, but the power of resurrection, it restores us. And it restores what was lost or messed up because of those bad decisions. First John 1 and 8. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And what's not in us? You ain't saved. If you say you have no sin, you ain't saved. Because the truth can't be in you. The spirit of truth is the Holy Ghost. (laughs) So when the spirit of truth comes, it's going to testify of him. 
That's the Holy Ghost. So if the truth is not in you, the spirit's not in you. The spirit's not in you, you're not saved. We're saved because we can confess that we have faults. If you don't have faults, what are you saved from? Can I keep preaching in here? Jesus died to empower us to redo things if we keep faith in his power. Amen. Anybody ever needed a redo? Undo. You need that undo button that's on the keyboard. Backspace. Undo. I need to undo that. Click. Amen. Empowered us. So we no longer... We are no longer dead because of sin, but we are risen with him. And all things are what? Made new. new. Romans 6 and 5. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of what? His resurrection. So when he rose, we rose. (laughs) When When he became new, we became new. After Jesus gave up the ghost, his blood went into the ground and restored life to the saints that were dead. This is a wonderful illustration. The blood went in the ground and woke folks up. Oh, if I could have been there. My goodness, I would have wanted to be one of the dead ones. Let that blood hit me. You know how you feel when you just woke up? Somebody wake you up after you've been sleeping? Ooh, what? What's all this dirt? Why they got this all on me? What's this? Can you imagine them coming out the grave not knowing? Hey, what just happened? That's a powerful resurrection. Like you couldn't just kill life and expect life not to leak in the ground and wake up what is dead. Look at somebody say, there's power in the blood. There's life in the blood. So after he gave up the ghost, his blood went into the ground and restored life to the saints that were dead. The Bible says they came out of the graves and went into the city. So they weren't no zombies. This wasn't no thriller. No. They came out the ground and was like, you know what? I think I'm a little better than I was before. A zombie is dead. That ain't nothing but advanced rigor mortis. <laughs> Just another level. No, no, no. He don't know what he's doing. These folks knew. They knew where the city was. The Bible said, you know, because the graveyards was on the outskirts. You didn't have no graveyard back then in the city. Because the dead stuff was there. That's where they would put the lepers and everybody else out in, on the out, outside of the city. They want nothing alive in the city. I mean, nothing dead in the city. So they had to find their way to the city. So they weren't no zombies. They were intelligent beings. New life was given to them just because of the resurrection power of God. Matthew 27 and 52. And the ground, the graves were opened. And many bodies of the saints which slept did what? arose and came out of the graves after his resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared unto who? Many. The key to this is bodies of the saints. The sinners had to stay dead. They couldn't partake in this resurrection. Summary! Somebody looking like it's it's over. I told you it was short. The church does a disservice in making the resurrection of Jesus only about forgiveness of sin. There is more to the power of the resurrection than that. It is the power to restore how much? All. All. How much is all? All All that was lost. The power to restore your marriage, your future, your peace, 
and life are all restored by the power that Christ gained during the resurrection. And look at somebody say, everything that was dead. Resurrection power resurrects all things that are dead. This is why there is always hope for the living while God's power is here. Can I say that again? This is why there is always hope for the living while God's power is here. We cannot give up on those that are wallowing in past sins and regrets. Can I say that again? We can't give up. Look, look somebody say, don't give up on folks. Man, remember when you was walking the line. Remember you? You haven't always walked upright with confidence. There was times when you taking baby steps even though you've been saved 10 years. We don't give up on you. We're praying you in as well. Amen. Because that used to be some of us. Remember when you would do the prayer in the service and then go smoke the cigarette behind the church building. Handing out tracts on the street and giving folks cancer with your breath. Blunts. Look at somebody, what, that's a hypocrite, yeah. So we pray that person, that, that that person will come out of that and do better so that they can make it in. But we're not going to condemn them to hell and say, it's too late. Oh, you're not getting hand claps here. Oh, because don't nobody want to wait on everybody? So you don't overcame. And let me tell you what it is, it's pride. Because see, you using the new you to show folks the new you. And when you're doing that, you don't like folks that remind you of how you are. Because in secret, you are. Because if you have pride, pride is sin. That's just as bad as the blunt. Matter of fact, in the things that God said he hates, blunt What didn't that? Whiskey wasn't in there. But pride was. That was the first one. A proud look. Condemning folks to hell and making folks, it's over, they can't, oh no. We don't do that as Christians. We believe God for people. Because somebody believed God for you. Somebody was praying for you. Somebody was loving you from a distance. They chose not to confront you. They chose not to argue because they knew you needed time to get yourself together. So they backed away and prayed for you. Prayed God's choice blessings on you. Loved you until you came to the place where you can live what you're talking about. We don't condemn folks. We give folks a chance. You're a condemner. You're in the wrong building. We want to believe God for folks. Now, we ain't going to let you in here wilding. You're going to stop when you come in here. But we want God's best for you. Boy, this is why there is always hope for the living while God's power is here. Now, understand something. God's power is going to be here as long as we're here. So as long as we're here, his power is here. His power is not going to leave without us. We cannot give up on those that are wallowing in past sins and regrets. We cannot give up on those that lack courage to stand in this hour. They may have taken the shot. They may have done whatever. We're not giving up on them. I ain't taking it. But I'm not giving up on those that did. Amen. Oh, so you saying that you can be saved after you receive the mark? Nobody said about no mark of the beast. Good gracious! Folk been on the internet ten minutes. Now they understand eschatology, breaking it down. They know those videos gonna get all the likes. 
and the attention right now. We cannot turn our backs on those that fearfully fail for the New World Order's agenda. Yeah. Yeah, some of y'all didn't teach your daughter or son to be a husband or a wife. You pushed them and made them strive and get into debt. That's the New World Order's agenda. You fail for it. I mean, it ain't just Bill Gates and the shot and Elon Musk and the space train. Now the New World Order was to empower the woman and demote the man. And some of y'all did that in your very house. Some of you women put your husband down. That's the New World Order. It's all the plan. Yeah. And some people fell for it. I know the church was teaching it. I know churches where all the women had the good jobs and the men were deadbeats at home. That's what they taught. Had more divorces than marriages in the church. That's what they taught. They fell for the New World Order agenda. But I'm not setting their church on fire. I'm going to believe that God can bring healing to that because that's not my church. That's not my authority. Only Christ can judge his angels and his churches. Only Christ. That don't belong to me. So I'm not canceling out it. I'm not, I'm not canceling them out. Matter of fact, I need them all open. Please reopen. Help us. We need some help. Open up. We cannot turn our backs on those that fearfully fail for that agenda. We must keep hope in the resurrection power of God and never forget how it changed us, revitalized our lives, and changed our course. Because that's all you're doing when you're judging folks. You're forgetting you. Once you finna open up your mouth, you ought to stop you. Wait a minute. I, yeah, I really can't really say it. I know I'm preaching. It's time to stop empowering the world and start embracing the power of God. Yeah, that's what you're doing. Now, every Google search, every Instagram search, every, everything you're looking for, the new world order, what's going to happen with the shot, what they going to do, what they, are they going to make everybody get it, the, the vaccine passports, they, gonna, they ain't going to be able to buy a sale. We gonna just, all of that you're Googling every day, you're empowering the world. You're giving the world too much power. Whenever you look at that stuff more than you read the word, you have a spiritual imbalance. Oh, you're not going to get the hand claps. Well, Google keeps suggesting in the, in the sidebar stuff to watch and I'm just trying to prepare. You prepare with the word. That's how did the old saints in the Bible prepare? They didn't have Google. They prepare with fasting and praying and reading the word. Nothing has changed. So stop empowering the world and start embracing the power of God. We must walk in resurrection power in this final hour. We must keep believing no matter how hopeless it looks. It doesn't look any more hopeless than we once looked. And God changed you. Did he change you? Look at somebody and say, he changed me. I'm not who I used to be. If I was who I used to be, I'd be in jail. <laughs> I'm just playing. Amen. Some of y'all were some criminals. Just criminals criminating. <laughs> Stealing and lying and writing bad checks. Man. Using credit cards that wasn't yours. Uh-oh. Hey, man. <laughs> Leaving the department store with three layers of clothes on. Gain weight in the store. Cutting security tags off of stuff and making a design with it, giving it to me, me. Can you make a design with this? It's a hole right here, a big old, like somebody snapped something off right there. But if you can put that on the other side then it'll look like it's supposed to hang like that 
<laughs> but no matter how hopeless it looked, just as the saints that were once dead came out of their graves and walked in the newness of life, there is hope for those that are dead today. The Bible said they were dead saints and the blood hit them and they woke up and walked in the newness of life. If there's hope for them after they've been buried, embalmed, put to rest, some of them was nothing but bones and that blood hit them and they came out the grave whole people intelligent so just as they came out the graves and walked in the newness of life there is hope for those that are dead today there are dead saints today and there's hope look somebody said there's hope for them there's hope for them yeah their church may have died and rotted and started stinking but there's hope there's hope The new world order has no power. The elite have no real power. Satanists and witches, we done gone through all of this, do not have real power. All they can do is mess with the way you feel. That's all their power is. The way you feel. COVID does not have the power of death and life. How many of you had it and you okay now? don't have the power of death and life all power belongs to who to God the power to raise that to the power to raise what was once dead back to life is in all who believe in the resurrecting power of Jesus Christ if the dead can be raised by God's power those that were deceived can be awakened so our brothers and sisters that are deceived you're trying to tell them look this Bill Gates listen to what he said out of his own mouth and they came hear what you hear they're that deceived but if the power resurrecting power of God can bring back the dead it can bring back their sense their understanding they can awaken from that delusion you got to give folks time because there was a there was a time when you didn't know nothing and thought you did there's a time you didn't know nothing and thought you did those that are deceived can be what awaken you believe the negroes are the chosen people in negro land is where we are you tired just don't preach that in here that's a lie but you know some folks think what it is they get on the internet get to googling and they get on some stuff and it sounds interesting to them and then it begins to speak to the issues that are in them that's all it is because they don't want to be around the fellowship of the saints so their issues can get checked and they be accountable one to another so they jump online let the issues just get manipulated with no leader the Bible says sheep to, headed to the slaughter. But we're going to give you time. We're going to pray for you. As long as his spirit is here, his resurrection power is here. Speak life on people. Amen. That's what we're going to do. So we're going on a fast. We're going on a fast as a church. But this is a different fast. Why don't do it food? We're going on a speak life fast. Amen. So when you say something bad about somebody, you got to say something good about them right after. And speak some life. <laughs> Look at somebody. You didn't even give me a chance to get it all out. No, it starts instantly. It don't start tomorrow. So you can't be telling everybody off tonight. <laughs> Trying to get it all out. No. <laughs> Deaf comedy jam at your house tonight. No, we're going to start it. It starts immediately, right now. Even if you're thinking something bad about somebody, think something good. Yeah, 
school. I can't stand it. He make me sick. But boy, he can sing. Oh, he can sing. I promise you, it will stop you. It will stop. We've we done this before, haven't we? We did this as a church before. The talking about people fast. I put y'all on it for me. Because I, I hurt myself one day and I was out of control. This has to end. <laughs> this needs to be tempered. Yeah, you know, I'll admit, hey, hey, I was out of control talking about folks. So I put myself on that thing. You need today. Y'all got it? Y'all got it? Overflow in there? Y'all hear that? Everybody! Somebody like, this is the Sunday I had to come. I wasn't going to come. I wouldn't have heard this for a week. Once it's uploaded on YouTube, and I could have had a whole week getting my thoughts out. Yeah, speak, look at somebody and say, speak life. That's what you're going to be. You're going to be a life speaker. You're going to speak life instead of death. You think of something bad, we're going to say something good. And it's going to get to the point to where you're not going to want to say nothing bad. Because you have to say something good. So I just won't say nothing about that person. <laughs> and, 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 and that's what needs to happen. Quit talking about it. Just shut up. Don't say nothing. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. So we're going to speak life on people. Encourage and strengthen with the love of God. You never know what people are going through. Everybody don't need to hear your problem. Walk up to somebody and help them with theirs. And you don't have to know it. Just encourage them. Brother, how you doing? Man, you're doing all right. I'm going to pray for you. I love you. It's going to be all right. It's not going to last. It's just a season. You'll get past this, man. Encourage and strengthen with the love of God. Never give up on anyone. And most importantly, forsake your feelings for what is written. Forsake your feelings for what is written. Jesus rose with how much power? All power. In the end of the Sabbath, Matthew 28 and 1, in the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sculpture. And behold, there was a great earthquake. They're just walking all of a sudden, just earthquake. Earthquake. Y'all don't understand. Earth is quaking. For the angel of the Lord descended from heaven. Y'all, this is like... (laughs) So an angel is just coming. The earth is shaking. And he came and rolled back the stone from the door. So this stone was secured. They sealed this stone. But an earthquake happened. And an angel showed up. And he moved the stone out the way. And the Bible said he moved it out the way. And what did he do? This is crazy. He sat on it. And then while he sat on it, the Bible said his countenance was like, so his face was like lightning and his raiment white as snow. So the keepers, y'all forget that they had assigned keepers so nobody would come steal the body. So the keepers, the fear of looking at the lightning faced angel sitting on the stone made them shake and become as dead men. So the angel comes sit on the stone. They look at it like. <laughs> this is so cold. It's the coldest story in the Bible. I'm trying to tell y'all. And the angel answered and said to the women, y'all don't have to be, a, be, be afraid. Now, they, they need to be afraid. Amen. The keepers. So we're just going to leave them like that. <laughs> y'all don't have to be afraid. Say, fear not ye. For I know that you're looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He's not here. (laughs) Can you imagine an angel just, he's not here. For he is risen. 
as he said. Has he ever not done what he said he would do? He said he was going. He's not here. He's risen, as he said. Come see the place where the Lord lay. And go quickly. Tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he goeth before you in Galilee. There shall ye see him. Lo, I have told you. So the Bible said they departed quickly, Mary, the two Marys, from the subject with fear and great joy. So they're like, I don't know what we just saw, but I'm glad Jesus is back. Now the lightning face, I could have done without. But I'm just glad Jesus is back. (laughs) By any means necessary. However he had to do it. So they were a little fearful, the Bible says. With fear, but great joy. And they did run to bring the disciples the word. And as they went to tell the disciples, who caught up with them? Jesus. The Bible said, as they went to tell the disciples, he met them before they got there. Jesus met them saying, all hell. And they came and held him by his feet and worshiped him. Then said Jesus unto them, be not afraid. Go tell who? Okay. Stop right there. Jesus rose with all power, the greatest event in world's history. And who is he thinking about? Who, who is he thinking about? The ones he spent time with. The one he invested in. The ones he loved and cared about. Through all of their issues. Betraying him, lying, whatever they were doing. Thinking they were the best. Who's the best? All of their immature issues. And the son of God. Greatest man in the universe. Comes to earth and is concerned about seeing who? Then said Jesus, be not afraid. Go tell my brethren that they go into Galilee and there shall they what? See me. Everyone stand to your feet. Jesus is concerned about you just like that. Just like that. He's concerned about you. He's concerned about the brothers. The greatest event in human history, the only one that's going to top this, is when he comes back. Because when he comes back, he's going to have a bad attitude. The Bible says. The Bible says. He's going he gonna to have problems with some folks. So he's going to have to do work. This time the work was inward. But when he comes back, I mean the first time the work was inward. But when he comes back, it's going to be an outward manifestation. Every eye shall see him. Every knee shall bow. And every tongue shall confess. Bring them overflow folks in there, can we? It's too many. Yeah, bring them. He rose with all power. And that was the first thing he told the disciples. When they walked up to him, he said, y'all know what? Right now, I have all power. All power in heaven and earth was given unto me. And then he bestowed that power upon them. This is the God we serve. He loves us so much that he sent Jesus. And Jesus never came off his job. Even after he was resurrected with all power, his concern was still us and I'm telling you right now his concern right now is us you haven't done too much to change his mind about you his concern is still us oh I love the Lord 
And I thank him for being concerned about us, about you, all of you. He's concerned. So come on in. Come on. Let him go down this aisle, too, once it gets full up here. Amen. Thank God for all of you. But he cares about you. Amen. He cares about you. So whatever you need the power for today, God has assured me that that power is going to work for you. It's real. It's real. He's real. The reason the power is real is because he's real. Y'all believe he's real? If you believe he's real, his power is real. And what he said, all power given to him is given to us, has to be true. And if you need that power to work for you, just lift your hands right now. We're going to believe that his power, whatever it's for, whether you need healing in your body, whether you need deliverance, healing in your mind, whether you need healing for someone else, whether you need just, just deliverance from depression, anxiety, whatever it is, whether you got a problem you're struggling with, you need deliverance from sin, you need to quit doing stuff. Whatever it is, his power is sufficient for it. It's enough for it. So with your heads bowed, Father God, and your hands lifted up, Father God, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you, God, for the Sunday that we deem as a society resurrection Sunday where we recognize even more so the power of your resurrection and that your son Jesus rose from the dead. But God, we believe now with this information you've given us today that the resurrection power resurrects dead things. So we ask, Father God, every dead thing, every dead work, every dead thought, every dead part of us, Father God, we ask that you resurrect it and bring it to life. Let your blood touch it. And just as you brought the dead saints back, bring us back. Bring dead saints back everywhere. Father, those that have given up. Those, Father God, that have given in. Those, Father God, that have thrown in the towel and just said, you know what? I'm too weak to make it through these times. Father God, resurrect them. Resurrect that belief. Resurrect that faith resurrect that determination and that courage in them and father every dead thing in us father god whether it be sickness whether it be disease father god whether it be thoughts whether it be our attitude father god whether it be our mistakes and consequences of the mistakes father god let your resurrecting power change it bring it back to life lord Bring back the life that we once sought you for. The life we once talked about. The faith we talked about. The courage we once had. Father God, the belief before the cares of this life came crashing down on us. Resurrected God. Let your resurrecting power flow through this congregation right now. Every hand that is lifted, touch them. Every man, every woman, Father God, change. Every household, Father God, everything that it will point to you, will point to you and allow your power to operate in their homes, in their minds, in their hearts. Father God, through their bodies, every sickness, every disease, every ailment, every fear, every doubt, Father God, every evil word spoken, every word curse, every place that witchcraft has taken over in their minds to manipulate them, to lead them in the wrong way. Father God, we seize that, those thoughts right now. We take them captive right now with the power of your resurrection. Father God, no more manipulation. Father God, no more fear. No more anxiety. Father God, no more insomnia. We speak against the spirits that will keep them up at night. We speak against racing thoughts that your resurrection power will come and heal us, deliver us, set us free, and bring to life all that was dead. In the name that is above every name, in the one who all power in heaven and earth was given. We give you praise and honor and believe in it. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All power. All power. Listen, let me tell you something real quick. 
Don't you think it's about feeling? I would love the power of God to come in here and knock everybody out and all that. That would look very interesting. But then you got to get up and you got to go home. So I'd rather the work be done inwardly so that when you get home, you will have the outward living it out. Does that make sense? It would look great on the camera for folks to start coughing up stuff and passing out. That would be awesome in the camera. But then you got to get up and you got to go home. Now, you, if you was at home and did it, you could be right by the bed, knock you out, wake up next day. But in here, I'd rather it be inward. I promise you, I guarantee you, I know the power of God has worked on you today. And if you believe it, if you can believe it, look at somebody say, if you can believe it, all things are possible to him that believes. Believe in the power. Believe in the power. Believe in the power. Take your belief out of the new world order. Take your belief off the internet. Take your belief out of social media. Believe in the power. Believe in the power of God. Amen. All right, y'all can start your journey on back to the right. Amen. We got you next week. But look at somebody and say, believe in the power. The power of death and life was given to him. As he defied death. (laughs) Believe in the power. I believe in the power. You believe in the power. Amen. I believe in the power. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of the Adamant Believers Council in North Richland Hills, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas 76124, or donate online at exministries.com.